Adult Children of Alcoholics 12-Step Workbook, page 173, step 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to others who still suffer and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Our story is our greatest asset. I remember how skeptical I felt when someone said my abusive upbringing would be my most valued asset. I did not see how my experience could help anyone, but I also did not know about ACA either. In ACA, I'm not a victim. I have come to believe that my childhood places me in a position to help others when no one else can. I don't live in the past, but I can help myself by helping others. I know this is true because I have been helped by listening to others share about their lives in meetings. It creates identity and unity. I share my ACA story for identity and to help others. I have seen the results of adult children helping adult children in prison meetings and in treatment as well as regular meetings. I don't have anything against doctors or psychiatrists, but sometimes they cannot help. They often don't understand that the adult child needs contact with other recovering ACAs and meetings instead of setting goals and merely changing behavior. Goals and changed behavior are important, but you can't beat the help that comes from relating to others in an ACA meeting. You can see a new person's eyes change when the laundry list problem is read. This is powerful stuff. Apply the wisdom and share it. The twelfth step means I have come so far from the original pain that brought me into the program. I have awareness, strength, and the power to apply this program in every area of my life, not just a specific compulsion or addiction. I can be of service to others, both within and outside the program. I volunteer my time by listening and being supportive. I strive to be an example of a peaceful and happy way of living. As it says in the solution, we progress from hurting to healing to helping. Thank God. I give it away to keep it. There's a piece of table literature we have which groups the 12 steps into stages. The stages are listed as steps 1 through 3 as giving up. Steps 4 and 5 as fessing up, steps 6 through 9 as cleaning up, and steps 10 through 12 as stepping up. I see step 12 as a step where I begin taking responsibility for this program by sponsoring others, doing service, and serving in outreach committees and giving talks when asked. This is the program that saved my life. I owe this program and the people in it my life, my success, my money, and my joy. Because of my love for ACA, I have delivered meeting directories to every library, therapist's office, 12-step recovery center, college and university health facility, counseling office, psychology department, business and government personnel office, and church in my city. The people in my family of origin now communicate and show their love and respect for me. I know others who feel the way I do. They're all giving service in ACA. They're all serving on service boards, 
putting on special events, sponsoring others, or doing ACA outreach. It goes beyond gratitude. It's the essence of the program. Keep coming back. The program does not end with step 12. I work the steps to maintain my emotional sobriety and to stay out of unhealthy situations. I don't have to be hypervigilant, but I stay alert to my people-pleasing and rescuing ways. After 20 years, I still attend meetings for myself and to give back what I was freely given. That's what I heard early on, keep coming back no matter what. I did, and I found a new way of life. I continue to get what I need from the meetings and by sponsoring others and being sponsored. I can't tell you how many times I have gone to a meeting and the topic was about a situation or incident in my life. This program continues to amaze me. When it counted, my spiritual awakening was there. I remember the first time I read Step 12. I was attracted to carrying the message and practicing ACA principles, but I was skeptical of my chances of having a spiritual awakening. Looking back, I can see how I decided that spiritual experiences were for other people. Doing the best I could with my limited faith, I worked all of the 12 steps, but I focused on carrying the message in step 12. I mostly ignored talk of spiritual matters. I was willing to settle for earnest step work giving service and helping others. I hoped this would be enough to get me through life. With this approach, my life improved dramatically. I finished college and started a career. I remained active in meetings and sponsoring others. I got honest about my people-pleasing and controlling ways. I could honestly share in meetings about turning my will and life over to the care of God, but I still wondered if I was truly letting go. I hoped God was hearing my prayers, but I was unsure. Looking back, I realized I was bringing my laundry list self to step 12. I was trying to have an intellectual relationship with a higher power without actually letting go. This was my pathway to a spiritual awakening that has been dramatic and unanticipated. I never thought my decision to enter a relationship that turned abusive would lead me to the part of step 12 I had been ignoring, but it did. This relationship almost drove me to insanity with its pain and abandonment. I was losing my soul and I knew it. I was faced with throwing away ACA or breaking free. When I made my decision to leave, I faced panic, obsession, and fear at levels that I never imagined possible. I prayed night and day and stayed close to my sponsor in meetings. For weeks it was touch and go, but I turned the corner. I faced my terror of abandonment from childhood. I knew I could survive my feelings. I continued to pray and stay close to my higher power. A few months later, my spiritual experience came in a dramatic vision and with synchronicities that proved to me that God is there and God is loving. This happened in my 20th year of recovery. I was not looking for it, but it happened. I have had a spiritual awakening as a result of facing my fear of abandonment. Step 12 Summary In Step 12, we claim our program of recovery for ourselves 
by putting into practice the spiritual principles we have used and continue to use to reparent ourselves. The principles include surrender, hope, honesty, self-forgiveness, humility, and many more from the 12 steps. Step 12 calls ACA members to carry the message to other suffering adult children in addition to practicing these principles in all our affairs. We can also expect a spiritual awakening as promised in Step 12. There is possibly no greater act of reparenting ourselves than carrying the message of hope to another suffering adult child yet to know of a new way of life. By doing so, we grow emotionally and spiritually. We learn to love ourselves more surely. Through reparenting, we learn to use spiritual principles in our daily lives to replace old ways of thinking and reacting. The solution states, by gradually releasing the burden of unexpressed grief, we slowly move out of the past. We learn to reparent ourselves with gentleness, humor, love, and respect. In carrying the ACA message of hope to another, we use gentleness, humor, love, and respect in the same manner that we do these things for ourselves. There are other points to consider when carrying the ACA message to those who still suffer, but we begin with this attitude. We progress from hurting to helping. We awaken to a sense of wholeness we never knew was possible. By working the ACA steps, we learn that our past can be one of our most important assets in our effort to help others and ourselves. We don't live in the past, but we can help another adult child when no one else can or when sincere attempts by professionals have failed. We use our stories to build identity with the person we are sponsoring or carrying the message to in treatment or elsewhere. Adult children new to the program can be skeptical without showing it. Many are experts in disbelief. They can only be reached by someone who can share about his own family dysfunction in terms that the new person understands. When we talk of being a people pleaser or confusing love with pity, we see the connection we make with the person seeking help. Before long, the person usually opens up and begins relating similar experiences. That is the power of our story when we tell it with humility and hope for helping others. The 12th step is our stage where we become actors instead of reactors without solutions. Acting from a foundation of self-love and respect, we offer our spiritual solutions to adult children seeking a better way of life. We also help ourselves. God exists. One of the results of a spiritual awakening involves the understanding that God is real. With the spiritual awakening, we move from theories about God to the belief that a higher power is accessible and hears our prayers. We know that a loving God or spirit of the universe exists. We have come to believe that God, as we understand God, is the actual parent. Many of us approached step 12 realizing there is a general standard for a spiritual awakening. The AA Big Book outlines two types of spiritual awakenings, yet there are many other, cult other across cultures and across continents. In AA, there is the dramatic spiritual awakening or bright light experience. AA co-founder Bill Wilson 
had such an experience in 1934 as he faced near insanity brought on by an alcoholic binge. This experience is not the norm, but it does occur. The dramatic experience can bring about a profound change in attitude and belief in a higher power. There is also a spiritual awakening of the educational variety. This gradual awakening emerges as the person comes to a greater understanding of a higher power through step work, meditation, prayer, and helping others find ACA. A gradual spiritual awakening holds just as much meaning and brings just as much lasting serenity as a dramatic awakening can bring. ACA members have experienced these type of awakenings. Our experience reveals a third type as well. This third awakening has features of the dramatic awakening and educational variety combined. This dramatic educational awakening can involve, can involve profound visions and indisputable evidence that God is among us. We know a freedom from dependent thinking and actions that have, we have not known before. We realize that we are loved and can love others. Occasionally, the person having the dramatic educational awakening is not sure what has happened. He must educate himself about the event. We avoid analyzing the experience or overthinking it, but we do seek information from a reputable source about our spiritual vision or episode. Education alone is not enough to gain the greatest benefit from our spiritual experience. We also learn that spiritual experiences have greater meaning when matched with a dedication to work the ACA program. Spiritual experiences can be thrilling and consciousness expanding. They become a sustained spiritual awakening through step work and by relating with the inner child. This is the true self and a conduit to the God within. With a spiritual experience, we usually realize that we are transformed in some manner. We know something has changed inside of us, even though we do not yet fully understand it. For some of us, our spiritual focus seems to sh seems sharper. We know a peace that we could not imagine previously. We can still have moments of being affected by life, but these moments seem milder and are handled more quickly. We know there is something greater than ourselves at work in the universe. We let go and let God work in these matters with greater ease. For others, there may be an intuitiveness not previously known. There can be a new creativity or energy that flows freely. The dramatic element of this awakening can come at any time, yet it tends to come when the adult child is faced with a crisis of some sort. Intense emotional pain or an extreme sense of hopelessness can be the gateway to a dramatic spiritual experience. The intensive desperation usually lasts for several hours or several days. This gift of desperation can set the stage for a dramatic spiritual experience if we are humble enough to ask our higher power for help. During these moments, this acute feeling of hopelessness represents an abandonment crisis. This is our childhood terror of abandonment welling up in our adult lives. This sense of fear and pending doom reaches back to our deepest fears of being alone. Some of us have dealt with this creature in previous steps and found relief. For others, a final showdown is necessary to face our fear of abandonment 
once and for all. If we are willing and sincere, we learn we can survive our feelings and our worst fear. To get through, we pray often and we pray hard. We call our sponsor, go to meetings, and talk about how we feel. Eventually, release our terror of abandonment and embrace our higher power. We may experience significant dreams or unexplainable events during these times. We come out of this experience knowing we are changed. We feel the difference in our body and our mind. For many of us, our spiritual awakening began in step one, when we realized that we were not alone or insane with the thoughts we had. We attended our first meeting believing we were unique or that our family was the only family of its breed or pattern. What an amazing sense of relief washed over us as we heard the laundry list problem read. The traits of an adult child seemed to crack decades of hardened denial that had built up in our heart and soul. Many of us wept at hearing the traits of an adult child being read. Our awakening at our first meeting continued as we listened to adult children share their experiences as children and adults. As they talked, we heard clarity, hope, and the ACA solution. We also heard honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. This is how the program works. By the end of the meeting, we were changed. We could not be the same again after hearing the message of recovery. There would be tough days ahead but we were subtly different after that first meeting. Others experienced an awakening in writing a fourth step and telling their story in step five. With these steps, we finally got to see the patterns of our family and to finally talk about what matters in our lives. Many of us trusted ourselves and another person for the first time in step five. We bravely broke the family rule of secrecy by telling our story to another person. Who would have thought that talking, trusting, and feeling would equal a spiritual experience, but it does for adult children. We felt this new spirituality in our breathing and in the sense that we could face life on life's terms. Many of us felt a stronger connection to a higher power after step five. There are many more examples of spiritual experiences and awakenings from the 12 steps. They all add up to the spiritual awakening we are seeking in ACA. Such spiritual awakenings are necessary for the long haul. We need a spiritual awakening, which creates a personality change that breaks the grip of family dysfunction on the soul. Only God, as we understand God, can bring about this change. Without this personality change, we can be subject to setbacks into people-pleasing, judging ourselves harshly, or remaining in abusive relationships. The preceding steps made us aware of these survival traits, but in step 12 they become unbearable with our newfound awareness. The knowledge we gain in step 12 forces us to take action if we feel ourselves drifting into unhealthy behavior. While spiritual awakenings can take different avenues to emerge, most awakenings tend to have some common characteristics. In addition to knowing that a loving God exists, a spiritual awakening typically brings an end to the aching sense of being different and alone. Shame, abandonment, and control have been dealt with as well. If they resurface, they are handled in a more efficient manner once we become spiritually awake. 
a spiritual awakening simplifies our lives. We intuitively know what we need and what we can live without. We are no longer reacting to people, places, and things. We live and let live. Spiritual awakenings, regardless of the variety, do not signal an end to personal growth. The awakening is the beginning of new growth for many. We are transformed, but we still can have behavioral and relationship challenges ahead. However, there is new energy and creativity to help us grow. There is the effortless effort that opens up for many of us. By serving others, we tap into an outflow of love and light that attracts others. We give away what was given to us. We know how to use the spiritual principles of the 12 steps. We want to, men to mentor that experience for others. Avoiding a Spiritual Bypass while some spiritual experiences are miraculous, breathtaking, and bring a sense of awe, they do not equal recovery by themselves. ACA members have had spiritual experiences that bring dramatic visions and powerful dreams. In some instances, the experience transports the person to another dimension of timelessness and pure love. The body ceases to exist in this place of higher conscious and bliss. Spiritual experiences of this nature help us to confirm our belief in a divine creator. But the experience does not exempt us from doing work of recovery. We must still work all of the 12 steps to address the effects of growing up in an unhealthy family. We must attend ACA meetings and give back what was given to us. We must be willing to give service and to help out at our ACA support group. We can know that we have experienced something dramatic and otherworldly while we keep our feet on the ground and live one day at a time. ACA members who focus primarily on seeking a spiritual awakening without working on the effects of family dysfunction are often involved in a spiritual bypass. A spiritual bypass means that the person is attempting to avoid the pain that can come with working through the trauma and neglect from childhood. In some cases, the person attempts to jump ahead in the recovery process without going through the entire process. This path invariably fails or leads to dissatisfying results. If one does succeed in having a spiritual experience but avoids program work, the person can still remain mired in addictiveness or problematic relationships. The spiritual experience may bring some forms of enlightenment. However, the person can cling to old ways of living without embracing ACA recovery. Through arrogance and fear, the person appears to work a program that has little resemblance to the ACA program. At the same time, compulsions and addictive discs continue. A spiritual experience without grounded program work can produce an unhealthy ego. With an inflated ego, the person can use a spiritual experience as a shield against suggestions to work a full program. Spiritual experiences, if handled properly, can lead to a spiritual awakening that brings creativity and serenity. With a spiritual awakening, we are willing to practice ACA principles in all our affairs and to carry the message to others. Service is love grounded in self-love. 
spiritually awake adult children understand the spiritual axiom which states, we must give away what we have to keep it. This is one of the most selfless acts of love we can offer a confused world. However, we must love ourselves first to have something to give away. Without self-love, the twelfth step merely becomes another goal we achieve or mark we pass on our way to pleasing others or abandoning ourselves. Without self-love, we tend to use service to others as a camouflage to hide in plain sight. Self-love is a result of working the twelve steps, being vulnerable, asking for help, and being aware of our bodies through meditation and proper breathing. We love ourselves when we find our pain. We sit with it without acting out on drugs or some other compulsive activity. We go after our stored grief and greet it and feel it. We find our true selves and sit beside the divine light. In his final days, in the twelfth step of his life, our founder Tony A. focused on self-love. He boiled down his 30 years of recovery into the simple but powerful concept of self-love and self-forgiveness. In his last days, he continued to encourage adult children to love themselves. Because of his own violent upbringing before, before World War II, Tony knew that adult children carry inherent shame and abandonment. Without help, we can abandon ourselves in a heartbeat. He believed we can only be healed by self-love and the hand of God called upon by the willing adult child. He knew adult children spend a lifetime running from abandonment or shame, disguised as a variety of compulsions and self-harming acts. He knew we never stopped loving our parents, even though we thought we had. Through his recovery, Tony realized his parents were the biological couple who brought him into the world. However, the actual parent is a higher power who never abandons. We meet the actual parent through the 12 steps. With spiritual help, we stop resisting the idea of loving ourselves unconditionally. In self-love, Tony was not speaking of narcissistic self-centeredness or navel-gazing. He was speaking of embracing our wounded inner self and turning to our higher power for breath, life, and healing he knew that when adult children go inside and find their wholeness, they can serve God and the world as trusted servants. We go outward by going inward. We become inwardly illuminated. By loving ourselves, we can begin to take down our final wall and let love in. This is the core of the onion, self-love. Letting someone in takes courage because we have been hurt deeply by rejection as children. We loved our parents naturally, but our parents could not accept our gift. They did not love themselves. They could not recognize what we were trying to give them. As children, we were confused by our parents' rejection. We quickly learned to retract our love and bury it deep inside. We created a false self who chased people and things so we could feel in control but never whole. We thought we had buried our love permanently, but it is there. No matter what we have done in the false self, our love is there. This means we can love others. This means we can be a friend. By loving ourselves, we see there is more love in the world than we realized. 
There is still much dependency and addiction, but there is love and we can see it. We recognize it because it is in us. By recognizing love, our false self dissolves. We realize we are not our addictions. We are not drugs, food, spending, gambling, sex, or compulsions. We are love. As children of God, we want to carry the ACA message to the adult child who still suffers so that we might continue to grow spiritually ourselves. We attend ACA meetings for ourselves, but we also do it to be available to new people making a start in the program. We know what our story is, and we know our loss. We also know hope and forgiveness. We have progressed from hurting to helping. Meanwhile, those who are spiritually awake accept 12-step work with an attitude of service rather than sacrifice. By the time we reach this step, we know the difference between being a rescuer and giving service with love. The difference between reacting like a caretaker and lending a hand involves the fact that we are helping ourselves. We are not people-pleasing or fearing authority figures. We do not seek titles or power in ACA. We sincerely want to help out in the spirit of anonymity. We are moving out of isolation by attending meetings and getting involved. We see service work as giving love rather than enabling or manipulation. We also know when we step back or ask for help. We also know when to step back or ask for help. We also know that we are going to be alright no matter what happens. We have God and our friends in ACA. We are going to make it. Step 12 is a beginning. Reaching step 12 is the beginning, not the end. It is a beginning of a new way of life that we can take into our workplace, relationships, and on our spiritual journey. We have been applying ACA in all three areas in the preceding steps. However, in step 12, we are making a more formal statement that we have adopted a life of surrender, hope, honesty, humility, and forgiveness. With the 12 steps, we have a design for living that we believe will help us face life's challenges and joys. There are no guarantees that the 12 steps will straighten out life's meandering path. However, with the steps, we believe we can take the curves more gently. We believe we have an edge in whatever life deals us. In addition to having a proven program to rely on, we also realize we are not alone. We have ACA friends we can count on. We have meetings we can attend. We have our feelings and we have prayer. We also know we don't have to be perfect or in control all the time. We keep it simple in matters of living and relating to people. We live one day at a time and handle what is in front of us. What a great relief as we face the future. Some of us will face relationship challenges, health issues, and death as a part of life. ACA members tend to meet these challenges in good form due to their support group and spiritual life. We have seen adult children use the principles of the 12 steps to handle family illness, despair, and death with amazing serenity and faith. We have marveled at some ACA members and their ability to stay focused 
without falling into blame or destructive behavior when faced with an unfairness of life. These adult children realize the importance of staying active in ACA and remaining spiritually fit to face the vicissitudes of life. Remaining spiritually fit to face the vicissitudes of life. Many will say it is easier to stay spiritually fit by taking daily program action than attempting to catch up once a crisis hits. Regular attendance at ACA meetings helps us stay spiritually fit. Many recovering adult children will need the 12 steps to face children who may have been affected by their dysfunction. Many of our members fit into this category. They have children or adult children who are acting out in addiction, dependency, and other forms of self-harm. Some of their children or grandchildren live in another state or area and are rarely seen. All of these circumstances bring great emotional pain to an adult child who has inventoried his life and realizes the generational nature of family dysfunction. It aches to know that he or she is powerless and cannot fix anyone. These adult children continue to attend meetings and talk about their feelings of guilt and powerlessness. They pray. They do service work or sponsor a new member and stay involved. They avoid isolation. They forgive themselves. Their emotional pain is lessened. Many have positive outcomes over time. They reconnect with their children or see a child find help. Practicing ACA principles in our relationships with our children and others is possibly one of the most challenging areas of our lives. Relationships are where our survival traits attempt to reemerge. We must remain open to steer our lives away from stifling control. With honesty and kindness, we allow God to work in our relationships. We talk about our feelings in the relationship and we listen to the feelings of others as well. We check our motives with a trusted friend or with a sponsor. We remember we can talk, trust, and feel instead of control, isolate, and fume. Relationships can be different in recovery. It is never too late to have a happy childhood or relationship. Get out of yourself. While much of ACA's program involves the inward journey, Step 12 reminds us to journey outward as well. We carry the message to other adult children in our meetings, on the telephone, and through service work. We get out of ourselves by sponsoring others, giving rides to meetings, and by getting involved at an ACA event or fundraiser. There are many opportunities if we only look. Most of this activity falls under the title of 12-step work. And it means that we are all it means that we are answering the call to carry the message to others. We cannot use old excuses of feeling ill, not good enough, or unique to continue sitting on the sideline of life. To avoid helping others is to avoid helping ourselves. We can do this. We have our higher power and our friends to help us participate in life. We learn how to have fun in addition to contributing to our own recovery. The gratitude we feel is limitless. In ACA, we carry the message of hope to adult children across the world. 
There are ACA groups in Denmark, Germany, Italy, Turkey, Russia, Hungary, and Japan, as well as North and South America, Australia, and the Pacific Islands. There could easily be 3 million adult children across the world who qualify for ACA. We doubt there will ever be a sh shortage of people who could use the ACA way of life. However, we typically carry the message to people who want it and not to people who need it. We have learned that you cannot give ACA to someone who does not want it. But at the same time, you cannot stop someone who wants it from having it. We know of adult children in some of the poorest countries in the world, with minimal amounts of ACA literature, living the ACA way of life. Their willingness, openness, and courage are amazing. Additionally, we try to answer calls to carry ACA's message of hope into prisons, treatment centers, or mental health care facilities. Adult children are sent to prison every day for harming themselves or others. Still others have psychiatric problems so severe that they require hospitalization. Both the prisoner and the psychiatric patient are adult children and deserve to hear ACA's message. Our program is mature enough and our members are strong enough to do this work within the guidelines we have established for these facilities. No one should put themselves in harm's way by carrying the message into these facilities. However, there are opportunities to carry the message here. The program has had success in these facilities. Carrying the ACA message gets us out of ourselves and builds confidence. We see that we can help others as a sponsor or mentor. There is great joy awaiting you to watch a frightened or foggy newcomer attend his or her first meeting and watch that person open up. This is something you do not want to miss. To watch a new person realize that he or she is not alone is heartwarming. To hear a new member sharing about finding clarity about his childhood is equally joyous. We really feel like we are a part of life during these moments. We believe we are living the life we always wanted to live. We are finally home. We have found a fellowship of people we have always sought. In carrying the ACA message to another, we keep it simple. Our stories are sufficient. There is no need to embellish or minimize what we have been through. When carrying the message, we follow a simple formula of building identity, describing the ACA program, and then inviting the person to a meeting. To build identity, we offer a few examples of what our life was like before finding ACA. We talk about our feelings of isolation and uniqueness even as we worked hard at trying to fit in with others. We talk about hitting a bottom in relationships or at work. Next, we let the person we are trying to help read a copy of the laundry list problem. At this point, the person will usually begin to share some of his or her own story if the person is wanting help. We ask the person to attend an ACA meeting as soon as possible. As ACA members trying to help another person, we know that the program works and what the steps can do for a person. They offer another way to live for the person wanting to live differently. The message of ACA states that ACA works and it will work for anyone who can hit a bottom, surrender, and ask for help and accept it. That's the tricky part. Most ACAs are self-sufficient. They attend meetings and learn the language but fail to ask for help. They suffer with an entrenched feeling of being different or frightened. 
but there is hope with willingness and with time. Our promise is this. Any adult child seeking help from the effects of growing up in a dysfunctional home can find acceptance, honesty, and self-love in ACA. We are the fellowship who reaches out to the self-sufficient adult child winning employee awards and to the adult child in the institutional setting. We judge neither. We love both. We see them as the same because we know what they did not receive and what they seek. We also know what we have to offer. We know what we are doing. We are arresting the disease of family dysfunction at its generational nature. We focus on ourselves in ACA. To each adult child seeking this way of life we say, God will be there when you need God. Step 12 Spiritual Principles Love and Self-Love